You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents A Community Affair, a weekly program where we discuss with national and local newsmakers important issues that impact our community. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director, Sam Whalen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Community Affair. My name is Sam Whalen, your Public Affairs Director, and I have two special guests with me today. We have Mitre and Legend. Uh, Mitre is an artist, engineer, and producer, and Legend is an artist and songwriter. Both of them are featured on the upcoming Rowan Music Group's The Vault Side A, uh, which is available now. How are you guys doing today? I'm good, good, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I know it's radio, but the weather is uh, pretty miserable here in Jersey, so let's hope you can uh, liven things up a little bit. Uh, so getting right into it, uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit about yourselves and how you started making music? Uh, Mitre, you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I've been making music for a while. Uh, ever since I was in elementary school, I've been playing instruments. But um, around middle school, high school time, I started to gravitate towards making beats and uh, recording music. Uh, around towards t- getting into college, I kind of gra- um, honed in on my on my rapping skills and my writing skills. And then I, when I came to Rowan, I decided to pick up on my technology and business. And now the music industry program has really shaped, you know, who I want to be as an artist. That's really good. Yeah, I want to definitely get back to that because I'm I'm curious about your your journey as an artist going into to engineering and things like that. Uh, Legend, what about you? Yeah, I'm getting into music. Uh, dated like way back when I was younger. Uh, I had a lot of family that was that was uh, always like into music and stuff. So I kind of picked up off where they left off at, um, such as mid-trade, elementary, middle school. You know, freestyling and just playing around with it. I remember the first you know CD I ever bought like 50 cents uh get rich or die trying um and ever since then man i just fell in love with it yeah that's really cool and another question i have for you kind of piggybacking off of that who are some influential artists uh, for both of you and you know people that you're looking to inspiration for today uh legend you want to go ahead yeah i mean i have a ton i can't i'll probably miss them but like i said before like 50 cent Ludacris, jay-z nas uh you know asap rocky kendrick J. Cole, um, it's a ton, it's a ton. Uh, Mitre? Uh, yeah, so like, like he said, I could go on for days about this, but my, um, my growing up, I listened to a lot of cultural music, a lot of soca and um, salsa and merengue, stuff like that. But when I kind of shaped my own taste, musical taste, I, I, I like the Kendricks, the J. Coles, the Cordays, the Tyler, the Creators. Chance to rapper, I, I could go on forever, forever. So, is it the newer artist kind of shaped who I am as an artist? That's really cool because I mean, obviously, you guys are both very passionate about your music, and it's cool to see that that passion comes from inspiration of people that you either grew up listening to or are still admiring today. Uh, so, Lamar, you uh, in the little bit of a bio I got about you, you credit some of your sound uh, growing up in Baltimore, Maryland. So, in what ways do you see that influence uh, in the music that you make? Um, I kind of just um, paint pictures with my words of things that I've, you know, endured growing up, things I've seen, things I've been through, you know, cause uh, growing up in a city like that, it shapes you uh, to a man very fast, you know? So um, it was very uh, gritty, tough, 
but at the same time, loving environment if you, you know, if you go about things the right way. Um, so that's pretty much how I carry it. Uh, Mitre, uh, when you were uh, growing up, you got into poetry at a very young age. Uh, do you feel that that, infant, uh, that interest in poetry influenced how you went about making your music? Uh, most definitely, especially, like you said, like the area I'm around um, at my hometown, it's, it's, it's a lot of um, gang music, uh, violence music, and um, the poetry coming up um, with my cousins living with me. They, they were very into music and, and poetry and just having a way with words. He kind of helped me. My cousin, Andrew, kind of helped me shape what, not necessarily what I wanted to be because I didn't know at the time, but it definitely shaped my music career and, and the direction I was heading. Now I'm more of a, I, I write from the heart. I don't write what I'm hearing, you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 may, it makes it feel better when, I, when the music is done. That's really, that's really special. And I think it's a wonderful thing that art can do for anybody, no matter how you go about it, you can, you can find a way to express yourself. Do you guys find that, you know, it, sometimes you can, you'll have a lot of negative emotions, but maybe the way you, you make your music, it can kind of turn that into a positive that can help a lot of people maybe. Yeah, definitely. 100%. 100%. Honestly, that's the best time to start writing, honestly. Uh, what do you mean by that? It's like, um, you know, as a writer, I'm pretty sure Mitri can like announce it. It's just like, as a writer, like, how what are you going through at that moment? Um, kind of gauges how you feel and, you know, how a beat can move you at, and change your mode at that point to to key in on that, like, to to get those feelings out. You know, and um, you can create a masterpiece, honestly, just by a simple, like, feeling down or feeling up or, you know, just feeling in the middle, you know. It's the best time to start writing, honestly, I think. Yeah, I wanted to ask about the the creative process, too, because, you know, Mitri, we, we spoke about your, your poetry interest and and legend with your uh, the artist you like growing up. So for you guys, do you have a set creative process? Do you maybe start with uh, the the words or the beats or what's it like for you? A legend you want to start off? Um, for me, uh, I just go off how the beat sounds. Um, I don't have a particular sound. I don't like to place myself in a box. I don't like to label myself, um, put myself in a certain category. So I just I just go off of how I feel at that that moment, and I create off of that space and that energy that of how I'm feeling. Um, Pretty much how I, that's my process pretty much. Or sometimes, um, you know, I just, I, I write freely without music. You know, I just, I was big on poetry as well, you know, spoken word and stuff like that. So I'll just write my my notes and just uh, and just get my thoughts out. And then sometimes a producer may play a beat and those same thoughts that I wrote down may fit that beat. And it goes like that sometimes too. Mitre? Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely go off feeling, but, um, Usually for me, I find a beat. I, I also don't place myself in a box. I find whatever comes to me, whatever I feel at the time. But it usually starts off with a freestyle of some sort. And I'm sitting there and whatever catches my ear. I know I'm a perfectionist. So when I'm writing, if it doesn't fit exactly how I hear it in my head, I'm not going to write it. So it usually takes me a while to finish a song. It takes me a couple of days. I go back to it, keep freestyling, maybe change it up completely. And, you know, just... It really what goes, I go off feeling that, that, that beat gives me, that, that project gives me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, I'm not a musician myself, but I, I find it really interesting seeing the creative process, especially when, you know, when it comes to, to rapping, you know, it's, it's like poetry and you'll end up, you know, writing just verse after verse after verse, and then you have to convert that into music. Do you ever find difficulty in that? 
Yeah, definitely. If, when I write freely, like Lamar said, just no, no beat, and I'm just writing my thoughts. It definitely is harder finding a beat, but also being a producer helps that because I'm able to shape beats around my sound. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, I guess piggybacking off of that, um, Mitt Ray, what's it like for you going from being the maybe the vocalist or the one writing to the producing side of things? Uh, I started writing first, so it's def- it was definitely harder going to the producer side, but it's something I've always wanted to do. So I always knew sounds I wanted to hear in beats and and like effects and and different EQs and stuff. I, I just knew that I would be able, once I figured out how to, I'd be able to shape it the way I want to. And I'm still working on it. So I won't say I'm a producer yet, but I'm definitely, I produce beats. I've, I've had a couple um, placements with a couple artists over the summer. So I'm, I'm, I'm a producer uh, theoretically, but I, I just need to work on it more. Legend, have you had any uh, experience producing? Yeah, I had my fair share. Um, but honestly, um, it came to a point where it was like, you know, as an independent artist, you gotta like do a lot, you know? So um, I just kind of just focused on my songwriting ability and and just uh, being an artist uh, and just curating as much as possible when I'm in the room with producers to help them see my vision or what sound I'm trying to go with or I'm going for um, to make the process, you know, a little bit smoother on my end. Um, but eventually I, I will be like uh, picking back up that you know, tool of being a producer, artist, songwriter, you know, but um, as of right now, I'm just, you know, focusing on the songwriting. Absolutely. And kind of, I guess, piggybacking off of that, talking about being an independent artist, trying to make a name for yourself. What are some, some of the biggest challenges that you face, uh, Legend? Oh man, backing yourself. Um, It's like, you got to invest everything into yourself. Even when you're making, you know, residuals, it's still, it's getting, funnel right back into, you know, the process, the dream, the goal, you know, and just, you know, the ability of, to just like uh, create things. But then you also have to think on the financial side of actually, you know, putting those things out and bringing it to life, you know, as much as we create and in the studio, you still have to, you know, so, you know, like they say, it's only like 20% of the the process is the music then the 80, other 80% is marketed. You know, so you got to be able to market yourself very, very well. So I would say that's one of the very few challenges is the marketing process of it. Hey, Ray, what about you? Um, I'd say uh, the consistency with the, going off of what Lamar said, the consistency in the marketing and, and seeing the results. And because when you when you do something big in, um, as an independent artist, it usually takes a lot of money, a lot more money than it would for a major artist because they have backing. So when you see something good happen and you took all that work and you're like, well, I can't, I can't stop. I got to keep it going. It's just, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's hard to keep up with, but it's also the love of, that's what we do. Like, it's just what we have to do. So, I mean, I, I've found a love in, in it. You gotta, you gotta be built up for it, you know, cause right. you, you, have always to be the, you have to the outcome that you want, you know, and everything that you put out. So, you got to be like mentally strong with it, honestly. That's a fact. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I'll be honest. I uh, I don't think I'm cut out for it. Um, but uh, so going about the uh, speaking about balancing finances and art, uh, is that does, do you ever find a really like strong conflict with that, with, you know, having to maybe compromise on something that you really wanted on a track or in the way that you market yourself, uh, Mitrig? Um, yeah, most definitely. I feel like it's hard to find some. It's actually all the time. It's hard to find a balance between 
having a lot of time on your hands and having consistent flow of income, which you need both of to do this. So it's kind of just balancing both. But I mean, there's there's there has been times where I've had like some ideas that I was just like, this would be crazy if I was able to do and I know it would work, but I don't have the funds for it. So I got to like downsize it a little bit, do a little bit of, um, you know, crowdsourcing, you know, fund myself a little bit with, with, you know, I mean, it's just it's just a finding different ways to get around it. But it's also kind of in the blueprint itself. Alamar. Man, I give I give all praise to the most high because he got me through some situations. I don't even know, you know, how I, was, I even managed to, you know, afford a studio session for the videographer, you know, just for the ad, you know, just simple things like that. Like, um, so I give all my credit to him, man, because, you know, the financial piece is so, so crucial. It's so crucial for being an independent artist. And um, I put out a couple, you know, videos and things like that. It's just, like Mitre said, the consistency level has to be at a very, very good pace, you know, because how we consume music nowadays is like, you can drop on Monday and then Friday, they want something new, you know, and then it's like, I just gave you everything I had just right there, you know, it's like, and then it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep it coming, you know what I'm saying? So it's best to be smart about how you, you uh, put music out and how you go about budgeting because we digest music totally different than how it was back then. I've always thought about it like this, like you can put, people say don't put all your eggs in one basket, which is very true, but you, you in music, you can put all your eggs in one basket, but you have to consistently be putting the same amount of eggs in the same basket for it to work. So you got to be smart about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. You know, it, not just with music, but with all things, It we're in an age where people want more and more and more. And if it takes you a year to make a record, people want, like you said, Lamar, people want a new thing the next week. Exactly. Uh, so it, it must be difficult, but uh, you guys are obviously very consistent and you're doing great work. So it's, it's, it's competitive too. So it's like, yeah. I can do that. You know what I mean? In, in your mind, you're like, I can, I can give them what they look for. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that, that kind of kicks you in gear and then um, it's testing your artistry. You know what I'm saying? To see if you really built for it as well. So it was like a tug of war type of thing. But if you love it, you love it. And it'll, it'll all make sense in the end. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, so talking a little bit more about the work you guys have been doing, uh, Alex, I saw, or sorry, uh, Mitre, my bad. Uh, so I saw that you were touring around Chicago and New York and New Jersey. Um, Legend, have you had any experience touring uh, outside of New Jersey? Um, I've been to Rhode Island once. I've been to, uh, I'm from Baltimore, so of course I've been there. Um, Philly and just Jersey, yeah, so just those. So I wanted to ask, what's that? What was that like touring? Uh, and if you got a chance to work with any other artists outside of this area, what was that like, uh, Mitre? Um, I've been I've been doing a lot with um, this this one independent label, uh, Sloppy Vinyl, and with them I've been going around and been able to meet a lot of different artists uh, between interstate, you know, Chicago, and I went I went to it was a it was a one tour stop for uh only john mez's tour and that trip was just it was it was good to network with a bunch of different um business owners and artists and creatives and i always just take take notes of just people that that i come across with because i never know when i'm going to see them again and if i'll need them again so um 
that's always a good thing with touring. And I've also been able to grow a consistent fan base. I've been growing as more consistently than I've ever had before with just going to different shows in different cities and stuff like that and talking to different people. So it's always a good, so it's never a bad decision to tour in my, in my opinion. And it's fun, right? I imagine it must be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lamar, what about you? Um, pretty much the same. Uh, I started this thing. Uh, my brand is, um, legendary living. It was, it was, it was started in 2015 by me and the, my brother, uh, EK Chupu. Um, he's in Cali right now. Um, and me and him pretty much been attacking this, this, this industry on all aspects and, the realms of it not just music so in art you know in film so my tours wasn't just like you know music related it was like you know going to galleries and going to cities and just like networking you know so this this thing has been going on for like some time now you know six years in um so the networking piece is very crucial very crucial met a lot of great people um collab with a lot of great people a lot of dope people um and just building off of that, you know, and just knowing when the right time to, to strike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it must be, it must be difficult. It's, it's like the, the whole being prepared and then getting lucky at the same time. Right. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of a community affair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A Community Affair. I'm speaking with two special guests today. My name is Sam Whalen, your host. I'm speaking with Mitre, an artist, engineer, and producer, and legend artist and songwriter, both of which are going to be featured on Rowan Music Group's The Vault uh, Side A, which you can check out right now. Uh, so getting right back into it. Um, uh, Mitre, you graduated uh, in fall of last year. So what's it been like taking that and kind of going out into the real world uh, coming off of college? I didn't graduate yet. I actually graduate um, in December of this fall coming up, but I mean, I've been doing real world stuff. So I, I'll say that. So like, I've, I have feel like I've already been into like pushing, pushing into my career. I've been doing stuff, making money. Um, I actually have my first event um, thrown for my company in May of May 7th of this year. Um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it perfect, trying to make everything run smoothly. So, I kind of am getting the pressures of, of uh, starting up a business. So I, I, feel, I feel like I'm graduated. You know, I'm there. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I must have gotten the date wrong. But, you know, you're getting out there ahead of time anyway, showing the initiative, I guess. Um, so, Lamar, have you had any, uh, you know, sort of real world rushes like that? Uh, you know, you, you talk about putting yourself out there and not just with music, but with art as well. Uh, have you experienced anything like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've um, been in the real world since I've been born. No, no, I'm <laughs> Uh, things have been pretty, pretty solid on my end. Um, I recently had an internship. I'm still at my internship right now uh, for Hollywood. Um, it's an upcoming app um, for uh, music creators, developers, um, pretty much people, those who like who are in the art world. Um, have them all on one platform, sharing, creating, uh, discovering new music, new work from other artists. Um, and this is established in Philadelphia, and I've been there since the summer of 2021. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, also, like uh, Mitra, I transferred into Rowan. So this is my, like my third institution that I've been here. So I should be graduating in the fall, hopefully, God willing. 
Um, and yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, it must be interesting balancing. Yeah, let me ask that. What's it like balancing a college course while also trying to make it as an independent artist? Not gonna lie, it starts off real rocky because you got you got like five courses, you got a job, you got music, you know, and you got your real life. You know what I'm saying? So like that balance is crucial. And then after a while, you just find yourself in it. You just like in it. Yeah, in it. Like, that's you don't know. You don't know what you're doing right, but it's working. So you just got to like you just like trying to keep that routine going, you know, and it's just like it's like a numbness. But like at the same time, it's like you don't want to doubt yourself because like you got that far. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's, it's, it's a uh, it's a unique art <laughs> to, to like to keep it up. Mitre? Yeah, I think he hit it right on the head when he said, do you get it like you feel numb to it because it's kind of like what you've been doing your whole life, especially if you're here now, you just come to coming coming up on the end of it. But like it's, it's something that you've been balancing your whole life. So I don't want to say it's tough. I mean, it's always been tough, but I mean, it's nothing that, you know, what I'm saying we can't do. I just, it's just a finding it's finding a way to to make it make sense for everything that you're doing. So make sure you're not you're not you're not leaving nothing out because it would be, it would be detrimental to your, to your career. You know what I'm saying? So either not getting a degree or not doing well in the, in, or not doing what you need to do as an independent artist, is going to hurt you both in that, in the long run. So staying on top of everything is key. Yeah, I'll drop a gym. You, you should probably get yourself a planner or like a, a vision board. Facts. Vision board is, is definitely essential. Keep everything in order as much as possible as you can and like and date it. So I'm not sure. You might. What's a vision board for those that might not know? You got all right. So like a vision board is like it's like when you go in the classroom and the teacher has the board. They kind of sell. They sell those in like miniature forms. You can just like hang it up on your wall, and you can you can use a marker. Uh, I would prefer washable, you know, so you can get it out of there. Don't use permanent, and and you can just you know write out your daily uh, task or short term goals and what dates and things that are due. You know things, uh, your strengths, your weaknesses, and like or projects you have coming up or, you know, you know, photo shoots or whatever you may have, have you, you know, um, days that you need to go to the gym or just like time that you need to yourself, you know, all that is crucial. And if you can kind of plan that out as much as possible, um, it'll help you, every, it'll help you, you know, just like you can find yourself sitting on the couch watching TV and then like you'll stretch your neck and then you'll look to your left and like the board's right there. Like, all right, what's next? You know, it can help you in that sense too. You know what I'm saying? Just like, rejuvenating you and getting you going because you're like all right this is the goal this is the plan um let's stick to it can't get complacent you know yeah especially when it comes to something like this you know you guys you're spinning a lot of different plates it must be hard to to stay focused and it sounds like a, a technique like that must be really helpful yeah absolutely uh so uh mitre i listened to the song moonlight uh, i really like it i just wanted to point that out <laughs> um but it it features uh mercury monet on it uh, and a fantastic vocal performance. What was it like working with her and uh, getting her on the track? Um, I actually had like two other artists. I was supposed to be on the song. I had that song in the works for like almost two years now. I wrote it two years ago, recorded it a year ago, and then I was trying to get the artist for it so I could release it with my EP. But I was like, you know what? This is taking too long. And then I, um, one of my friends that did a cover for my first release, Peace of Mind, her friend was a good artist. She was. She said that um, she has never released a song. And I was like, okay, well, I, I got like, you know what I'm saying? An ungroomed artist. Let me just work with her. She she did a crazy verse on the song. 
I like one take, I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. Boom. Dropped it. But it was crazy because I never, um, I never, I never like linked, met up with her to write this, write the song. She wrote it. I never heard it. And then when we recorded it in the studio, it was just, it fit perfectly. You know what I'm saying? I had no, no, no um, contradictions to what she had to say about the, like, it was just, it was just perfect. Wow. That must be really cool. Like immediately creatively kind of click with somebody like that. Yeah. One session, literally one, one, two hour session. It was done. Wow. Uh, so this is a question for both of you guys, uh, Legend, if you want to jump in. Who's a dream uh, collaboration you'd want to have? I mean, you don't have to shoot super high if you don't want, but, you know, what's a, who would someone you'd like to have on one of your tracks? Can it, just, can it be two? Sure. I would I I love to have, like, a, like a, like a Kendrick and Cole collab. Um, you know how much you have to pay for that. <laughs> pay for that. And, 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 like, a Lauren Hill. Yo, that's a yeah. Mitchell, what about you? Honestly, I wasn't even thinking like like '90s, but now that you said that, like honestly, I think I think like a neo, I think a neo a neo uh, verse would, would do because I honestly my favorite types of music are '90s R and B. That's 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 like that'll that that's my weak spot. You know what I'm saying? The so, golden era. Yeah, so Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Rowland. Okay, yeah. Now let me stop. I said, yeah, those three. I'm cool with. Yeah, it's like uh, for me, it's like asking like your favorite book, and then you forget every book you've written. But in this case, it seems like you guys have too many options to choose from. So, um, I think I've got one more question for you as we come kind of to the end of the show. Uh, Mitra, in a Instagram post, you talked about uh, if you could give yourself advice six years ago, uh, it would be to listen to everything with a grain of salt. Um. Do you feel you've grown in those six years and that maybe you've taken that advice? 130%. Like that's the one thing I pride myself on now is not, not um, letting anything I hear phase me and kind of just listening to the, to the fine details of everything, because you know, like, especially in this business, people will, will try to sell you on the glitz and glamour, what sounds good, what looks good. But if it's not benefiting you in the long run, it's not worth it. Like selling your masters, is definitely not worth it in the long run if you have big plans for your music. If you want to get, get rich off one song, like, yeah, it might work. But I'm sure me and Lamar have the same plans. We, we don't want to, we want our, our longevity. And that you have to, with that, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because people aren't looking out for your best interest. The only person looking out for your best interest is you. So, uh, Lamar, what's a piece of advice you might give an up and coming uh, independent artist uh, that you might have learned throughout your time? Just find out if you really love it or not. You know, just sit down and ask yourself, is this, is this what you want to do? You know, because I was a, I was once, um, yeah, I made music growing up. I loved it. Like the question you asked earlier, when did it start? I loved it throughout my entire life. But I also played basketball. I was a college basketball athlete. Um, and I was making music. So I was giving everything 50%. I was giving nothing 100%. And it was, and it was, it was getting the best of me. So I, I had to sit down with myself and ask myself, you know, what is it that you want to do? What, what can you see yourself um, doing for the long run? You know, and I chose music. Um, so I would just, I would just tell that person, that individual, to figure out what, what do you love to do? And if this is, this is it, then you, you have to go all out. You have to be smart, be strategic, um, build you a team around you. Don't have to be a lot of people. Sometimes less is plenty. Um, but just try to stay focused and be prepared for the bumps and bruises. 
But as long as you stay focused, um, you should be you should be great. You should be fine. That's great. Yeah, fantastic advice uh, from both of you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I just want to hit it one more time. Uh, Rowan Music Group's The Vault Side A uh, available now. Uh, where is that uh, able to be streamed? All platforms. Yeah, all streaming platforms. All right. Well, I highly recommend everybody go check that out. You guys have been fantastic guests. Family Tree. That's my single on there. Go check out Mint Tree single. Brown Sugar. Yes, Brown sir. Sugar. Um, two flavorful tracks. Flavorful <laughs> singles. Um, you guys will enjoy it. Um, I will also say follow our socials. I'm Lamar X Legend on all social platforms. My fault. I'm going to cut you off. Mitre Music on all platforms. Money is the root of all evil. You know. Shout out to RMG, The Vault. That's it. All right. <laughs> I just want to make sure we got everything in there. One more thing. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a tape coming out. Um, it's called More To It. It's dropping at the end of the month. It's like a three-song three song EP um, with some visuals, some dope visuals, some dope artwork. I can't wait to sh- share this to the world. Um, so just definitely be on the lookout for that. Mitra, is there anything else we missed uh, for you before we get out of here? I also have an EP dropping um, on my birthday, a day before my birthday, May 7th. And I have an EP release party in Jersey City. So oh, yeah, May 8th. in the area, you know, oh yeah, Lamar performing. Well, thank you guys again so much for being on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of A Community Fair. Be safe out there, everyone. You've been listening to A Community Affair with your host, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director, Sam Whalen. Be sure to join us on the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. as we discuss the important issues that impact you and our community. Only here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.